Hello and welcome to Andrew King Podcast. I have a, uh, a guest that I've been really looking forward to talking to today, Ben Huffman. So Ben is the co-founder and CEO of Contra, which you can find at contra.com. Uh, Contra is a marketplace that allows independent remote workers to connect with companies and provide services. Uh, during COVID, I think a lot of people uh, had the opportunity to maybe try working a different way remotely and maybe um, reimagine what the work uh, relationship can be between an independent remote worker and a company, or maybe even two small companies working together. And I think it just presented the idea that there's more than one way to work together in a professional setting. Uh, so this is a really cool platform. So Contra allows people to accept payments online, um, uh, sign contracts, um, and find uh, new people to collaborate with. So. Uh, the future of work is a really hot topic right now. A lot of people are talking about whether working remotely or in person is better. Um, what are the pros and cons of both? What does the future look like? And I think generally speaking, the conversation about the future of work is a really interesting one. And uh, yeah, so I don't want to drag on too long. I'd like to just jump to the interview. Um, so again, if you'd like to find more episodes of this podcast, you can go to andrewkingpodcast.com and find the links to Apple, Spotify, YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's dive right into my conversation with Ben Huffman. Okay, so I have Ben on the podcast right now. Thank you for uh, jumping on, Ben. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Yeah, we've been we've been uh, trying to get this done for a little while, and uh, I've been really looking forward to this because I'm actually on Contra. And I'm sort of on both uh, sides of the coin in that I'm looking to hire people and I'm also uh, providing a service on there. So I thought it'd be awesome to, to have, it, have you on and have a bit of a conversation. Um, so I guess to start off, I just wanted to get for people who don't know what Contra is, how Contra got started, a little bit about your yeah. story, sort of just like the big picture Cole's notes, I guess, about what, what yeah. you saw in the market about why Contra, uh, why you decided to create it and uh, dedicate all this time to creating Contra. Cool. Yeah, uh, totally. So to start off, I, I would say that Contra, uh, our mission is to enable anyone to work for themselves. So when you think about Contra, uh, we're really focused on uh, independent professionals. So people who have a skill and want to kind of go in and, and be a business of one. So on Contra, you can uh, create your own storefront. You can advertise your services. You can discover new clients. Uh, you can get paid uh, through our kind of like transaction layer and you can spin up contracts through our, through our contracting tool. So uh, you know, where do I start? So, um, back, so I actually, I actually dropped out of college. So I'm not, I am not a college graduate. Uh, but I had, I was always like really into computers. So I built like my first computer when I was 13 and kind of discovered the internet. Uh, and I mean, when I say built, I mean, from components, like I was using all these like websites to kind of like pick out the motherboard and like the, the CPU and the RAM, whatever, um, the video card, if that was, that was still a thing. Now everyone's on laptops. So it's a bit different, but you know, I learned all these digital skills as a kid. Uh, and, you know, when I first moved actually to New York City, I like it, it kind of dawned on me that, wow, you could actually make money with uh, with digital skills. And it was kind of like the beginning of my kind of like independent journey. But before I got into technology, I was actually an audio engineer and I had taught myself how to, to produce music. Um, and I was working for uh, Sony UK at the time as kind of like a ghostwriter. Um, and I got introduced to the kind of this, like, uh, this creative network here in, in New York city. And I realized that, you know, people were, 
building websites, they were designing apps, they were making pitch decks, they were doing all these different things uh, for for money. And I was like, this is this is wild. Uh, and so, um, you know, the entrepreneurial bug hit me. Uh, and when I started my first business, uh, I didn't really know what investors were. Uh, and I didn't know, I didn't have any like credibility at all. Like I was a first time entrepreneur and I was just going out to try to try to build a company. And I actually used my uh, income as a freelancer uh, to hire other freelancers uh, to, to bootstrap my first business. And so I became an expert at using sites like Elance and Odesk, which ultimately turned into Upwork. Uh, and so it was pretty clear to me at that time, like people were still using Skype. This is probably like, you know, back in like 2013, 2014, uh, people were still using Skype as their primary mode of communication. Um, and it, it was, it was crazy. Like I realized that you could pretty much work with anyone, uh, in the world. Like I had people that I was working with in South America and in India and Eastern Europe, uh, on the West coast of the United States. And I, it just blew my mind. I remember just being fascinated with this idea that like people could collaborate in this kind of like new way. Um, cause it, I, I just never seen that growing up. And so, you know, whenever I was looking, you know, so I, I, I bootstrapped and scaled my first business to be becoming pretty, pretty large, like around 60 employees, uh, quite a lot of revenue. Um, and it was a, it was a small business based here in New York city. Uh, but, uh, along the way, like I ended up spending millions of dollars hiring, uh, independents and freelancers. And I'm and like, and I started by actually selling my own services. So I kind of became this expert on, on both sides of the equation, like what it took to actually hire independents and what it took to actually be a good independent. And I realized that a lot of these uh, like uh, commission-based marketplaces were not the answer. I realized that there needed to be another evolution because my theory was that more and more people uh, were going to work this way in the future, especially the youngest generation. Um, and so that's how Contra was born. It was actually a personal problem. It was a personal need. Uh, you know, just as an employer and as an independent, I wanted uh, a better solution. And so um, yeah, that's that's kind of how it got started. Obviously, there's a lot of steps in, the, in in between that, like you know, kind of I glossed over. But it was a it was a very uh, personal problem that I accidentally became an expert at. That's really cool, and and I agree. The remote work uh, thing is definitely really enticing, especially to companies that, oh, yeah. um, you know, that just want to dive into finding the right person for the job, not necessarily just whoever happens to be around or who happen whoever happens to be local. And yeah. um, so I guess like. Just sort of jumping around. So you started that company. It sounds like you you bootstrapped your way to having a company of sixty people, which I have a ton, I have a ton of respect for that. Just as somebody Thanks. myself, I'm in year six now, I believe, of being yeah. self employed and running my own company, and only now am I um, through Contra like sort of hiring freelancers to help me. So that's that's a really really hard thing to do. Um, and in in addition to that, one thing that I think is a topic that a lot of people who let's say they're not fully sold on leaning into remote work completely. So they're, they're stuck with the mentality of everyone has to be in the office to stay on the same page. And they're kind of worried that if everybody's spread around, maybe we won't all be on the same page. What would you say are, and, and you've managed remote uh, workers for a while, it sounds like. So for somebody who's, let's say, running a company with um, not a huge amount of people, maybe let's say 20 people, or they're growing to the point that they can afford to get some help. How would you maybe ease their mind a little bit and say, here are some tools, or here's actually how you manage a remote team and have just as much success as in person? Yeah. So it's interesting because Contra as a company now is all, uh, is 100% remote. So we have people all over the world, but my first company was actually in person. Uh, and so we had remote engineers and remote designers, but for the, for the majority of the people were actually coming into an office every day. 
And so I think it's, it's, it's a pretty big shift. I understand why people are hesitant because, you know, a lot of these different forms of communication are relatively new, like video calls, like Slack, uh, things like documenting every, every process. But I think the, you know, the litmus test for me is like, you know, if you can't trust someone uh, to do good work without you looking over their shoulder all the time, you probably can't trust them to do good work if they're in an office with you as well. So a lot of it comes, uh, you know, a lot of it comes down to trust. Like, do you, do you think you're, like you're, you're hiring the right people uh, to do the job in the first place, people that are going to do a good job that you trust. And if not, you probably hire the wrong person. Uh, and then I think the second thing to keep in mind is it is completely different than in-person work. So your processes and the way that you communicate, the way you treat people, the way that you schedule meetings, um, the way you collaborate, they, these things all, uh, they're all, it's just different. It's a totally different experience. So you do have to adjust your operations uh, with that in mind, whether it's uh, adjusting for time zones, uh, whether it's adjusting uh, to not being able just to go up to someone and be like, hey, did you see this thing? And it, and it really depends on the type of business you're running as well. Because at Contra, we're building software. Uh, and, you know, when you build software, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty remote work friendly. You know, a lot of like, you know, uh, the work is can be done async, whether it's engineering or design. Uh, a lot of the stuff has to be documented, regardless of if you're in the office or not. Um, so that, that's, that's, that's one side of it. But for like people who are run like more physical businesses, like my, my first company was actually uh, a food company. We did, uh, like, uh, I guess meal plans for offices, uh, and like startups. And that was very operationally intense. Like for those types of companies, maybe not every single role can be, uh, remote. That's just the reality of it. Sometimes it like there is in-person collaboration, but there are more and more roles that that can be remote. And like, I think you probably saw this with like uh, Tesla and Elon Musk, uh, basically saying that like, Hey, like if you're in a leadership position, you have to be in the office. If you don't come in, uh, you know, that like we're, we'll basically accept your resignation. I mean, that probably makes sense for them because they're building physical goods, right? They're building electric cars. Yeah. And so there probably is a lot of in-person collaborations that that's necessary. But if you're, you know, if you're like a, running a consulting company or if you're building software, that's pretty remote friendly. So I think the first step is kind of figuring out like, is your business remote friendly in the first place? Like if you're running a barbershop, probably not as remote friendly. Maybe your bookkeeper could be remote, you know, maybe like your customer uh, service person could be remote, but people have to still cut hair, right? So I think it depends on the business. So some people are correct in saying that remote's not for them uh, because of their business type. But if you do have the ability to, you know, to work in a remote setting, you'd be surprised uh, like, you know, the opportunities that open up to you in terms of like the types of people you can work with, uh, and, you know, just the efficiencies you can actually get, uh, not for just from a cost perspective, but from a productivity perspective as well. For sure. And it seems like the productivity is perhaps even a little bit more measurable in some ways. Um, you know, certainly with the service I'm offering, which is remote podcast production, I mean, it, like I, I make podcast episodes for people. So uh, I guess it's a little bit more straightforward for me because so if you order 10 episodes for me, once I've produced and edited them, I deliver them and then get paid. So it's it's kind of yep. measurable. Um, but but perhaps there are other ways uh, to do things more so in a measurable way. And and one, one thing, too, that, that I think is a great thing for. So we just sort of talked about from the company side, but more so from the freelancer side. Um, it can take a long time for somebody in an office setting to build their professional reputation in their career. So, like you know, if your boss is telling you all the time, hey, you're doing a great job and here's a gold star and all that. Nobody on the outside world gets to gets to see that you've done a good job. But on something like Contra, it seems like if I do a good job, then the client can actually 
give me a positive testimonial and give me a, I don't know if it's a five-star rating or, or what it is, but is that something that you think is really important to give freelancers and independents the opportunity to actually show that um, social proof or show that the client actually thinks they did a good job and, and is willing to publicly say that they did a good job? Yeah. I mean, for us, it's just recommendations. So like, would you recommend this person or not? Like, I think the five-star rating is something that people have tried. We haven't done that on Contra. Okay. I don't know if we're going to, uh, okay. just like what's kind of most friendly for the independent. But I think anyone, regardless of if you are like an independent, uh, remote worker, in-office worker or whatever, like everyone should have a uh, professional reputation that they can show off their skills, not just uh, their tenure at a company. So you might've been at a company for like five years and you accomplished a lot at that company. You should be able to list out the different projects and accomplishments you had uh, in a case study format. I think that's probably one of the, the best things someone can do uh, if they don't have like a lot of experience as an independent or if they haven't gotten a lot of recommendations, you can still show your work. So for example, say you were a you know product manager at a company for five years, uh, you can think about the different accomplishments that you achieved. So like maybe you increased growth of this feature by X percent. You could do a case study about your process and how you did that. So I think showing your work uh, is super important for everyone, not just like um, independent workers or remote workers. Uh, so I think that's going to be a trend that we're going to see more and more where people care less about the amount of time you spent at a company. And they're going to care a lot more about the skills uh, and the things that you've accomplished. For example, you could easily show people podcasts that you produced and they can say like, hey, this is my... Uh, this is my style. Like I like what Andrew does and you might not even need recommendations. Uh, having recommendations from people you've worked with is great, but you might not need that, right? You could still build credibility by just showing your work. And I think this trend is here to stay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one thing I've noticed and one thing that I, I want to make sure that we mention for, for sure is that on Contra, um, if, you know, if I'm an independent and I go on and do a job for somebody and they pay me, Contra doesn't retain any right. any amount of my fee. So if I charge a thousand dollars for um, a project on other platforms, they'll actually retain out of the thousand dollars like two hundred bucks or something, right? Yeah. But but on Contra, it's zero. I actually get the full thousand dollars. Right. So so one thing I'd I'd like to touch on, and I think your mentality with this is is really really strong, which is it doesn't have to be worker versus employer. Right. And and I think that's one sentiment that seems to be coming up a lot as well as you mentioned in the news which is people are you know uh don't want to go to work or um it's employer versus the employee yeah. uh so how are how are you creating contra uh, in the in the sense that it can be a win-win you know maybe yeah. there is a way that the uh i suppose the employer or the company and the independent can actually both win yeah i think you know so what you touched on was like kind of this idea of like being commission free, which I, yeah. you know, with my experience using these different marketplaces, I realized that, you know, a lot of these um, incentives for both sides were a bit misaligned because, you know, as an independent, you know, I wouldn't necessarily want to complete the, the payment on a platform that's going to take 20% of my earnings. And as a client, I don't necessarily want to pay 20% more that this independent is going to charge me because whether you are the independent or the client, someone had to pay or you had to split the fee. And it kind of created this weird incentive uh, to actually not use a tool that kind of protected both sides of the equation. And so I think the future is going to be a lot more collaborative. Like our theory is that, you know, whether you have a full-time job or not, you're going to work independently in some capacity, like everyone will. Uh, so, you know, I think that this, that style of collaboration, uh, in my opinion, is here to stay. 
because uh, like things are becoming more efficient and you know they're becoming more efficient on the employer side through like software and tools it's becoming more uh, efficient on the employee side for things like time management and location flexibility and so that's just like kind of the trend and that's where we're going so with contra we just we want to create a win-win through um you know kind of like this product that's additive to the ecosystem so instead of like taking out directly from you know fees of someone's earnings we try to provide tools that we think would be valuable to you uh so whether that's uh like uh, you know financial services or that's like uh you know custom identity tools or if that's uh you know better distribution within our platform you can you can pay for that you can we can help you become more successful if you need that but if not like you could just participate on contra and earn money and be successful on contra for free and i think that's super important and it's the same for the clients so like we try to take uh this kind of like macro view that uh you know everyone is going to work it like this way in the future and so that's a huge huge market for us to be successful we don't need to take a piece of every single transaction i think that actually prevents uh, platforms from becoming successful because even right now you and i are talking you know i'm in new york you're in canada and i think that you know that communication has become cheaper and cheaper and easier and easier like there's no reason to have uh, gatekeepers anymore there's no reason to have middlemen and that all those things because of the efficiency of communication those things are less and less likely to be able to exist it's not that like they're the wrong business model or whatever it's like people just won't put up with it i think that's kind of where the internet is going and so we just want to get ahead of that from like a cultural perspective like how do we create a product that's additive to an ecosystem that it actually enables it to grow and flourish versus a more rent seeking which is what we've seen traditionally with like the kind of you know the the ebay model where it's like we'll just take a percentage of everything everything you earn which was which is interesting and like it really you know that business model helped us kind of get to where we are today but i think as the web matures and as like i said communication gets cheaper and cheaper uh, there's efficiencies on both sides of the equation i think you know, it did require some innovation there. And so that's why we focus on kind of like the commission-free side uh, for contract because it just, that's just the future. Right, so one thing I, I guess uh, you touched on is the fact that um, Contra is commission-free. So I'm sure the question a lot of people would have is, okay, well, how is Contra as a company gonna grow, right? So, yeah. so, so that's one thing. So I guess getting into the specific features, would it be something like if I'm an independent I can I can pay to to um, have extra features, or if I'm yeah, uh, if I'm exactly. the employer, I can also have extra additional features, and it's an optional buy-in opt-in. Yeah, exactly. So what we've created on Contra is kind of an ecosystem of both clients and independents who are looking to match with each other, and so we can help you find more success uh, on our marketplace um, if you if you need that. Like you can you can pay for better distribution, or you could also pay for things like custom identity tools. Uh, so say like you currently have a website on Squarespace or you have a website using Webflow and like then then you also have like your invoicing software over here and you also have like this is how you get leads for your business over here. We actually can help you combine those uh, and you can actually pay for that, those features on Contra as well. So we can help you spin up like a really great, like amazing looking portfolio that's commerce enabled out the gate that also helps you find leads that also uh, helps you manage your contracts and your invoices uh, all in one place. And so we found that people are really excited about that. And so that would be a subscription versus uh, actually paying a percentage of your earnings, which we think independents uh, actually prefer that. They'd rather pay like, hey, if, if I need extra help, like I'll pay a subscription fee uh, to for things that I'm already paying for elsewhere. Um, and then I can actually earn money on Contra for free. People tend to like that a lot more because I, I'm sure you can imagine, like it, I, I'm sure you've experienced this as like, paying 20% of your earnings and then paying taxes is a little bit ridiculous in 2022. 
Yeah, it's it's essentially it feels like a tax, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, like I'm with you on that because I actually I'm probably a good case study because I pay for um, uh, invoicing software, I pay yep. for a website, um, I pay for a bunch of stuff. So it, that actually sounds really cool to me, and I actually didn't know that that you yep. were combining all those things. Yeah. So like already on Contra, you can send out proposals, send out invoices, uh, manage your payments, manage your contracts completely for free. Like this is doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and then we're going to layer on things like same day payouts, like instant payouts to your bank account. Uh, and then we're going to uh, roll out things like uh, custom portfolio websites as well. So you can actually host your uh, the data from your Contra profile on your own custom domain. And this like really slick looking uh, experience, which is probably going to be better than anything that you could get elsewhere. And so when you combine those tools, we're actually making the lives of independents easier. Uh, and in their old world, only saving people money too. So like there's no like kind of take rate on your earnings. Uh, and then we also give you tools to run your business uh, successfully uh, all in one place. So a lot of it's consolidation. A lot of it is just approaching the problem from a different lens. Like most people when they, you know, most people in like businesses in the past who have like, you know, try to tackle this problem or create these marketplaces or ecosystems, they always thought about the client's needs, which is like one way to look at it. But from like being an independent myself, like I always realized I was like, there's a much larger group of people and especially there will be a larger group of people in the future who are independents who need help running their businesses. And like, if we can provide tools for them and market our business to them, I think that's a win-win situation. Absolutely. And you're, and you're going to get reliable, high quality independence so that when uh, the companies come to the platform, they're, yeah. they're, they're able to choose from reliable people that actually deliver their work on time and, and on target and everything like that. And they have a, a positive, like kind of perception of the platform as well. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, when you put independence first, like that's the most important part of the equation. <laughs> These are yeah. the people who are adding the value, creating the value. And so it's just, it's just kind of like approaching the problem from a different perspective. And I think that comes from just actually living through it uh, and understand yeah. both sides. It's like, wait a second, like there's probably a better way to do this. And there's probably, uh, there's, there's going to be a way that's probably more successful in the future. Uh, and that's, that's really how, like how we kind of came to like what we're doing now. Yeah, and I love how this is all based on your personal experience. You've yep. you've managed remote teams, you've built companies, you've built this company, and you've been on both sides of the equation of hiring freelancers yep. and being an independent yourself. Um, so I, I think uh, I think you've got uh, got to run. So I'm going to wrap things up. And one one thing I wanted to to point out though is on your Twitter, um, you had a little bit of you had a tweet here that really caught my attention, which was that uh, you announced here on Twitter that. Uh, after getting rejected from YC, I'm guessing that's Y Combinator. Yeah. After getting rejected from Y Combinator for the third time, even worse, we were rejected by almost every VC firm we pitched in New York City. It's hard to believe I get to say this, but today Contra is announcing our launch of zero commission payments and our $30 million Series B. So yep. I wanted to congratulate you on that. That tweet, of Thank course, you. what was uh, what was last year, but um, yep. but yeah, I just wanted, man, like just start. Like I said at the beginning, for everybody who's ever started a company to go from that to hearing people say no, 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 and then getting a $30 million investment, that that is so massive. And I just wanted to give you a shout out for that. And I think it's well-deserved because this is going to help a lot of people, I think. Thanks so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And like, you know, if anyone has ever gone through rejection, you know, it's just the worst. And it's Absolutely. like hard not to take it personally. But yeah. at the end of the day, like you just have to like kind of carry on and and if you if you really believe in what you're doing, like, you know, you just power through and just like use that as fuel. And like I said, easier said than done. And like there was moments yeah. where I'm like, oh, man, this is tough. But I think, you know, coming coming out of it, 
uh, you're, you're always happy, happy that you, you know, you put in the extra work and you can prove some people wrong. But that being said, no hard feeling feelings against uh, YC. I think they, they've provided a lot of value to conscious journey through some of their free tools and like their startup school. So, you know, we didn't get in, but it turns out we didn't need to. And uh, yeah, super like really looking forward to continuing to like build yeah. products that you personally love and that you can use from both sides as well. So yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, no. And when I read that, I actually, I actually hadn't assumed any hard feelings towards them. I, cause I, I know I, I have the same attitude as you do. Like uh, anytime, uh, anytime I, I've tried to do certain things in business and um, you know, I've had some hiccups. I've, I actually never, never feel any ill will towards anyone. It's just the way it is. Yeah. It's a good attitude. I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Ben, thank you uh, so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm definitely going to continue to use Contra and let people know about it. And uh, so I guess obviously people can find it at Contra.com. And yep. um, is there a place people can find you on on uh, Twitter, on social? Yeah, you can just uh, search Ben Huffman on Twitter or I think it's uh, Twitter.com uh, slash underscore Ben HQ. So yeah, yeah that's it. I got it right here. But... Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll put that up on the screen. And uh, once again, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, it'd be cool to, to connect again down the road once you if you guys are releasing any features or anything like that. Sounds good. Andrew, thanks so much for having me, man. Uh, uh, really, really appreciate it. And it was super fun. Okay, that's it for the podcast. Thank you again, Ben Huffman, for taking the time to come on the podcast. And if you'd like to check out more episodes of this podcast, you can go to andrewkingpodcast.com and find the links to Apple, Spotify, and all of the major audio platforms, as well as YouTube. And I will uh, see you on the next episode.